Yo, what's good everybody? Hazy J back with another Playroom Podcast. Today I have a special guest, one of my good friends, Naya. She's been on the show before. Um, and uh, I brought her on the show because she has a pretty interesting topic about the afterlife, I feel like. Um, it's an interesting perspective about what happens after, I guess, everything is said and done. Um, so yeah. Go ahead. For you can introduce yourself if you want to. It's up to you. Well, like he just said, he took all my shine away from me. Um, my name's Naya. <laughs> I've been on here so many times that it's like at this point I don't even see the point in saying I'm Naya because it's just like it's just I'm Naya. Some people don't know. Uh-huh. This could be the first episode. That's true. That's true. They if you know. just now tuned in, just know I'm Naya and I'm gonna be here a long time. <laughs> but um. So we've been having a lot of conversations, you know, we just kind of talk a lot about existential stuff because, you know, it kind of gets boring being on Earth a lot, thinking all, thinking all earthly. Yeah. Um, so we, I kind of had this idea that, uh, you know, you know, they say that when you sleep or, you know, just anything and you like your reality is made of your mind. And I think I came up with this idea just stemming from that. A lot of people say, I just heard this a lot, that um, none of this is real. And that the, this only really exists because our mind and our body are in agreement that this is real. Mm-hmm. So um, um, this idea came about that if, well, I don't even remember that I said. Let me go look at this message, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Get your um, thoughts together. Because essentially, like, you know, perception is reality and you know, our reality is perception. Like what you see is all you can make to think that something is real and your senses help to kind of guide that, you know, you're like, okay, this thing is real because I can touch it. I can feel it. I'm here. I know that it's real or whatever. But that's the thing. If, if the only thing that makes something real is you touching it, that is part of your perception. You can, you can dream up you picking something up and you are familiar with the sensations of picking something up. So you can convince yourself you are doing that and that cannot really be happening. You don't know that. So during the dream state, the only thing about knowledge is your own brain, your own perception. So either way, um, the, the whole basis of everything that came up was that, uh, you know, we're taught about God and, um, the devil. We're talking about heaven and hell. And ultimately a lot of us truly believe that, involuntarily that is what will happen when we when we pass away right but the idea behind you know perception being reality is what if we are taught this so much and we come to believe this as many as much as like me personally i feel like i can deny it as much as i want to but i I low-key think there's nothing i can do like i said involuntarily it will be what happens so what if when we pass away to fill that void of you know nothingness our mind will create either heaven or hell based on our own judgment of what we feel we deserve. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I think it was, what was eating me up a lot about it is that, um, me and you and a lot of people, a lot of us are just very critical of ourselves. So yeah. what if I could be doing everything right and I could be working as hard as I can to be righteous, to be upstanding and all this, but I'm not, I'm going to think about the little things I've done. If I have a hard time forgiving myself for those things, will my perception in my mind make me go to hell? 
Right. So, <laughs> so in okay, if that is the case, like, do you think um, the true bliss would be just to be like fully accepting, like fully accepting of who you are at the end of everything? That's really the goal, I guess, in mind. I I guess so, but accepting and um accepting if we're talking about in a religious standpoint um i don't think accepting yourself will well yeah because i mean accepting yourself for your faults knowing that you are you are righteous in the moment in the time the sense that you are doing your best and you're not being a bad person purposefully right yes right yes that would be good I, for I, you. I do think that good people will tend to kind of be over analytical about the things they've done more than like I guess someone you would perceive as like a bad person they probably don't really care what they're doing obviously that's why they're bad right so in the end they kind of came to terms with and accepted who they were and they just continued to be that person and just be terrible but that I feel like bad people truly also they're not fearful of the judgment like you Not really fearful, think about yeah. people who who really just do evil, they they probably you know in the I I'm, I'm gonna keep I just don't want I don't want to keep repeating this but I'm going along with the sense that it's not a it's not a fact you know that yeah. we are I'm going along with the idea that you know this is a perception that we create. Why would they accept that heaven and hell is real, and then continue to do what they're doing? Mm-hmm. You know those are probably people who are going to create. Who are gonna live in the, the thoughts of their mind when they're gone, not mm-hmm. heaven or hell. They're not gonna create that for themselves. Oh, that's interesting. So, well, if you were to think of from like a moral standpoint, like people do things like you would like to think they do them with intention. So, a lot of times, I mean, there's definitely times where you can just do something and you didn't really intend right. for it to be the way it was, but. Or you don't have any intention. I think it's also possible not have any intentions to just do one. Your, do your intention can be to do what you want. Yeah, right, right, right. And I don't know if you reflect upon that for yourself. Like, okay, I intend for some for a specific outcome of this situation. That's why I'm going to put myself in this situation. Like, you're saying like that in itself is so powerful. Like our ability to kind of, I guess choose what we want to do with our lives while we're here will just continue in in our brains in the afterlife even if i guess the brain technically is gonna not really be there but in spirit the spirit will live on that's what people always say you know i think what i'm kind of saying is kind of supporting the idea of purgatory you know Uh self-prosecution okay like leave it up to yourself like you know truthfully if you're left alone with your own mind all of your thoughts, all of your actions, all of your past, everything about you, you're left alone with yourself for real. Mm-hmm. You are going to unpack those things. You're going to be forced to reflect. Right. And even though, like I said, you could you could do something with intentions that I'm, I, I just want to do this. Maybe in that time, you'll be forced to say, why did you really do it? True. Okay. All right, so... All right, we both watched the show The Good Place, which is a good, sh- a fantastic show, by the well, way. We recommend it to several times, it, and if you haven't watched it, you it talks watch it. a lot about the afterlife and the possibilities of things happening. But I bring this up because 
something that happened in the afterlife was that there was a good place and there was a bad place, but there was also this character who did such a gray line within her life that she was put into like the middle place. And I think a lot of people would say like, if you, if you've done some questionable things that are good, or you've done some, some things that are great, but you've done some possibly like terrible things also that you kind of fit within this gray line of morality. Like, are you actually, have you lived a good life? Have you, have you lived a bad life? So like, I'm just saying for people like that kind of are in the gray area with their lives, like I think that there is possibility for change, but do you think there's a gray area within morality? Like, do you think that there actually is like, oh, this could be seen as good or bad, but, or do you think like, like things are just, there's always going to be something that's good and there's always going to be something that's bad. Or do you think that there's ways to like, look at it from other perspectives i don't know um i think that uh because yeah purgatory is almost like a middle place that's what i was gonna i'm sorry i I mean i don't really know with good and with i think there can be um i think personally i think there's a lot to look at but i do think there is a good and a bad Mm -hmm. i don't think there is a lot of middle i think that it's it, it takes a lot of um like if you have all the details, like an optician idea, yeah, I think there is a good and a bad because everything has reasons, everything has details to it, and if you're aware of all of them, then yes, there can be a it it, it can be decided between a good and a bad. Mm-hmm. The gray area lies in between the details, you know. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You you were raised Catholic, right? Yeah. So do you know anything about like, you know, what purgatory is taught to be? Um, you know, it's only really a Catholic thing. Yeah, like the thing about purgatory, I don't really necessarily remember exactly them talking to us about it, like saying, oh, this is, I don't even think they even talk about it at all, really, to be honest, because it's either heaven or hell, really. Um, But it's also an interesting thing, though, because it's also in one of the scriptures, like, it's one of the creeds that people say i think it's the nicene creed and that's like the one where they say jesus descended into hell first before he rose up back to heaven and that's interesting to me you know i hear that a lot yeah even when people um even i'm sorry i'm I'm not you're good good. i've heard that a lot like people even when people die for like 20 30 minutes they literally talk about going to hell first and then they go to heaven. Right. I have heard that a lot and it's made me think that maybe that's what happens. I mean, most most of the time I think you would like to believe maybe you go straight to one place or one or another place, but I think the possibility of like, oh, you ex- you get to spend specific time in hell because of this bad things you did and then we'll let you go to heaven so maybe the majority of your time maybe you spent, got a sentence yeah it could be well, depending then, on the magnitude that would kind of, of the I actions the idea you've done that maybe all people go to heaven but maybe you have to you know maybe you have to there, go through through hell there's for a form of done. do you think there's a form of like rehabilitation for like the people that are sentenced in hell though in i've the heard afterlife? that that's what purgatory is so I'm gonna um. Have you seen uh Supernatural? 
No, no, no. You gotta watch it, man. I'm telling you, like, starting <laughs> know, at, like, season it's just, five, that shit gets so crazy because the niggas are literally, just, like, like, 11 up, seasons, so But they end up finding seasons. out. I would say, if you go to, like, straight to, like, season four, you will find out, like, these niggas, basically, they end up getting put into the New Testament that's being written while they're doing it. But they use a lot of references to the current Bible and to, like, they use a lot of biblical facts and stuff in it. And in Purgatory and Supernatural... Nobody can go to purgatory because mm. purgatory is holding a bunch of, they basically used it like a cell for a bunch of creatures. Okay, yeah. And so if you get put in purgatory, you're going to get fucked up because <laughs> they, they, they've been using it to hide a lot of creatures from earth. I mean, I've and also from heard from some people that they believe earth in itself is a kind of purgatory, which is interesting, I guess. I've also heard that, um, you know, heaven and hell is not real. And heaven and hell, you create your heaven versus your hell with the actions that you partake in here. Because, right. you know, if you do good, then, but, you know, that kind of is, you know, whatever. That You know, if you, let's say you do 100% all good. Mm-hmm. That can't stop somebody from murdering you. That can't stop somebody from raping you. That yeah. can't stop, that can't stop well, bad those things are, from happening. Well, those are more bad things happening to you, not you kind of causing bad things. But I'm saying if... If we're talking about heaven and hell, and can bad things like that happen to you in heaven? If you um, do all good things, that I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the argument that yeah, yeah. You know, do you, you think create your heaven and your hell. I do heaven, believe no you can bad create your hell. Happen. You can it's, certainly create your hell. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, that's easy. the thing. It's, I think for some people it could be easier to create their version of hell versus their version of heaven. But heaven creates... Personally, for me, I don't know what my heaven would be like, but well, I could thing. see like something that could be hell for me. Like, damn, I would hate being in that situation. Kind right. of right. It's easy to know what you don't, don't like, know. but if let's say the idea that you know you you create your own heaven when you die, you you might not be sure of what would be the supreme, the best thing for you, or what you think heaven is like because you know. I think it's because you think of perfect and you think of great and you think of this and you don't know what the standard is for others, but you know what you would like and you know what will make you feel comfortable. Yeah. So in your mind, you might just fill that in. It just might be, you know. Okay. Small. Okay. Small anecdote. Do you believe that anything can actually be perfect in this life, in this realm, I guess? Like, of course, God is supposed to be seen as a perfect being, but the term perfect, like, do you think that actually exists now here? Um, Because I, I don't think anyone no, can be perfect. Because I think perfect be means perfect. my personally, oh, I don't have to keep saying that. I don't know why I always say that, but perfect to me is kind of like no one can say they don't like it. No one can hmm. not not don't like it, but. Everyone likes it because it's perfect. You know, everyone. I guess, yeah. And so, like, in the public eye, do you think some kind of celebrities are withheld as being sort of perfect people? I guess. I think Rihanna is amongst them. Because mm-hmm. you know, we of course naturally, I want to say Beyonce, but so many Beyonce, <laughs> so many people love Beyonce that so that people hate her. Just yeah. kind of like LeBron. So many people love LeBron that some people just have to hate him. Right. Because he's so lovable. But yeah, that's the thing about um, perfectionism, though. Also, like, 
with one with one side there'll always be someone i think there'll always be a hater somewhere out right. there you know what i mean right so how can you truly even reach the but you know the perfect you have to think about it though standard even someone who hates someone who's so great they're still acknowledging them they still love them because love and hate is the same. <laughs> no, love and hate is low-key the same thing. Like, that kind of hate. Well, they do say it's the sides someone, of the same you coin. you hate someone because they're so great, you hate them because they're great. You don't hate them because they're bad. That's not necessarily hate, then. That's exactly. more envy. Exactly. Okay, but yeah. That, that's but like that like kind of hate is hate. Is yeah, envy, though, that's you know? like off. off yeah. Shoot for that. I they guess. don't really just dislike them. Because really, why, why, what reason do, they, what do you have to dislike LeBron? I mean, nothing, really. Exactly. They literally hate them even... because everyone loves them. They hate them because they get so much love. <laughs> You're just a hater I mean, love. okay, the thing is, I used to hate LeBron. <laughs> but that was when I was, like, younger, and it was more of a basketball thing. It was more of, like, I loved Kobe. This guy was contesting Kobe's legacy. People early in his career were saying he was exactly. better than Kobe. So That's I was like, thing. damn. You hated him because fuck of how LeBron. close he came to Kobe. <laughs> you hated him because you fucked yeah, with it. And then over the and then what really made me hate him was that he teamed up with Dwayne Wade in the in the Miami Heat with Chris Bosh, which was at the time like what the fuck? Obviously you're gonna win with that team because he never won in Cleveland. He got really close there. All right, we're just gonna not get into that. Hate that nigga because he made good decisions. Now looking back though, obviously I I'm gonna say like okay, this man is great. Obviously now, right? He's done great things on and off the court. And so. he was great then. Yeah, he's a great he's a great basketball player person. You know whatever. Right. I understand why people hold him to high regard because yeah. That's what I said. Like, even, like, like I said, you think, I don't really think perfect when I think, like, Beyonce in terms of everything, because I think that a lot of it's for show. Yeah. She's kind of, she was kind of made to be, like, a, her parents raised her because they knew she was going to be who she is now. Mm-hmm. So they cared a lot about image and stuff like that. So when you think perfect, you think how it's perceived, like. Yeah. Well, that's I, interesting. I think the, um, one thing that about celebrities who are deemed perfect is that they're often like insanely attractive people, I mm-hmm. guess. And that's like a beauty standard kind of thing too, whereas like you're looking at this person and she's beautiful and everyone else agrees that she's beautiful. So like that Lovely. kind of raises the standard for like, oh, this is what a beautiful person's supposed to look like, I guess. Right. right. Um, also it's like when someone's beautiful it's easier to um, give them other attractive attributes about their personality that right. don't really matter because yeah, like that's yeah they look good, but who said that she's a good person? True. Who said that she's smart? Who said that she's in? Like I mean, we don't know anything about these people except for what they present to us. You and they got publicists. They got <laughs> people paid to give to output an image for us. Yeah. Those it's, are yeah. probably smart people. Those probably are people that are creating the the things that we think are true. Yeah, it's easily um, it's easy to be like, I guess, infatuated by like a, a celebrity's like personality and all that if they are beautiful. 
So that I mean, all right, that's that not leads, just celebrities. That's just people. In that's general. just yeah. That's what I'm saying. That leads into kind of the the beauty standard thing. What what is your take on uh, pretty like privilege and stuff like that? So you know, I partake in pretty privilege. You know, whenever I got to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I actually think that pretty privilege is kind of a weird, it's a weird topic. It's kind of touchy for me because growing up, I always used to get so mad because I, I always used to say like I didn't earn. I was always smart. I was always hardworking, so I always wanted more like accolades for that, and like yeah. you know, I wanted more acknowledgement for that. But that's why I wouldn't get my eyebrows, and that's why I wouldn't do my hair. That's why I wouldn't care too much about what I look like because I didn't want other people to mm. and because um, I was like I didn't earn this I worked for these things I want y'all to pay attention to these things okay and um over time it kind of just got like yeah you know uh, with the influence of a lot of people really and once I was voiced that a lot it kind of like brought brought to me like these are gifts like they're okay. gifts. You take advantage of the gifts you're given. Because if I had been banking on being hardworking, beautiful, and smart, I could probably be a little bit further right now. <laughs> but I was always so hard-pressed on not putting too much emphasis on that because I didn't like when people did that. Was it easy to see more of, like, pretty privilege when you were growing up as a girl? Like, Like, do you think your perspective on it is, like, different because you've been exposed to it? Not just, like, you yourself, but also, like, other girls around you. Like, the dynamic, the social dynamics and all that. Mm. What do you think about that? Like, Yeah, definitely. Like, you gotta think about it. Just, like, even outside of my perspective, like, a lot of the, the girls that... I'm not even saying any names. Right. But, like, bitches yeah, who were pure assholes bitches mm-hmm. horrible people to everybody but they were beautiful and they could dress yeah and they had a certain reputation literally because like social media changed a lot of that stuff you know like you could create this image no one really has to know who the fuck you are right and it's like everyone thinks that you're this person because you're so beautiful and you got this many followers you got this many friends or whatever but it's like at the end of the day we know that you're a fucking asshole <laughs> but it doesn't really matter as much as because they'll let you get away with it if exactly. you are just nice and to look even at. if <laughs> you push everyone around you away because you're an asshole you are going to great you are going to get new people you're going to get a new start that's the real privilege you can always rebuild mm. like even being an asshole you can learn from that shit you can get new people around you and you could you could try. You could really learn to be better. Yeah, but you can't just make yourself prettier you can't. necessarily without like surgery or something. And that's and the thing. I don't even know. People who are ugly, 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 they don't even have the privilege, the option to be assholes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's two things that can make people fucking assholes and still let them have the privilege of being around people and being, and being um, I don't know, acquainted with people or socialized. They can have a lot of money, mm-hmm. or they can be pretty. Yep. Or attractive in general. So d- those are the highest standards in our society. You feel like that can get you to kind of that can make it easier to be to take advantage of people, I guess. Uh, but like, yeah. 
I feel like that's why I, I just don't like that shit. I, I never liked that shit. I, I mean, it. yeah, when it came to like prettiness, I guess if you want to call it that, but I always focused in high school, I guess, not really focused, but that's what led me to develop my style more than other people, I guess, because I had to stand out because. I'm not, I wasn't really that confident. I'm a, like a short dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to have some kind of thing that I can be proud of. So that's something that I kind of fell into more when I was kind of growing up. Like, people would also, like, compliment me when I used to have long hair for my long hair, but I didn't want that no more. So right. I was like, okay, people now started complimenting me because of the way I dressed. So that encouraged me to, like, keep you know, showing up to school, dress fly and all that, whatever. Right. Um, and even that, I would say, is kind of like a mark of pretty privilege in a way. Like, I could control how I dress. People compliment me. That's that's like being, uh, I guess, I don't know, good looking to most people in, in, the, in the way of like, oh, at least he's dressed nice. He might not be like the... The hottest guy in school or whatever, but I low key feel like that's also nice. associated with the money thing, though. That also, yeah. Because it's like you know people kind of think, oh, he got money too. Because like they they dollar value in your clothes. <laughs> they definitely are. Trust me. Because I've always been the one who's gonna wear. I'm gonna wear the cheap shit, and I'm not gonna give a. Oh fuck. yeah, and I've the same for me. Honestly, I've I've always been the type to be kind of like oh. This is cheap, but I can make it look better than it right. is with the whole ensemble. And that's what I really liked about, I guess, dressing up and shit. But I stopped doing that in college because that's not what people care about. Right. Not Well, not really. That's not what I started caring about. I was yeah. just like, fuck it. I'm just trying to get be here, do whatever. Um, of course, there was times where I would dress up and stuff like during like... Uh, some like uh social classes or whatever right and people would still compliment me it's always nice to get compliments because i don't know it's hard to do you feel like people rarely give compliments nowadays or um or what you know i can't really speak to that because i don't really i don't really be in the mix as much you probably get complimented more than the average person maybe oh i definitely don't i definitely don't don't well i mean well, the gas station don't count because <laughs> all women... That's a free-for-all at the gas station. All women station. get a lot of compliments at that. the gas station. The gas station has really like a boost of confidence. Um, not really because they be really old, but... Um, <laughs> actually, station. I think I get the best compliments are from women. I love getting complimented from other women. Mm. Men compliments don't really mean nothing. I always feel like men got ulterior motives and everything they do. <laughs> that could be true, yeah. Um, but women, when a woman is complimenting you, it's just really like, you know, they could nowadays too. But, you know, it just be like, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. When the guy compliments me, I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, bro. <laughs> like, shut your ass up. But, I mean, I like, com- I compliment, I give a lot of compliments. I, I try to because... If I see anything that's just like, whoa, if it catches my eye, I'm going to tell you. Because I feel like, especially if we out at the club or something, because the truth of the matter is, I know that anyone who like does does themselves up, 
Yeah. They're trying to build their confidence. They're trying to either express themselves or, you know, just they're looking for attention. I don't know what, what of the two it is. I don't really care either, but right. I don't know that it's going to help you to hear that I like that because I do. And I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So it's like at the club. Yeah. If, if a girl is like really, really looking good, I'm damn bitch. You fucking did that. True. They're like, oh my gosh, thank well, you that's... so much. Especially because niggas do not give compliments. And if we if women sit around all day waiting for men to compliment them, they're gonna be they're gonna die. They're gonna they they hold their breath, they're gonna die. Okay, so when you hear a compliment, do you like compliments that are more towards like an appearance or do you like compliments because you can compliment someone not just on their appearance, you right, can compliment absolutely. them on other things. Do you feel like the other more meaningful things I guess like like oh I like your personality. Do those ha- hold like a better weight to you? Those hold so much more weight to me. Like especially because I don't put a lot of effort into my experiments. If you're if you're complimenting me, you're complimenting me on genetics. Because mm. I'm not getting dressed up. I'm not doing my hair. I didn't pick no special outfit. Like I'm. It's just like I don't care. So you did that. It's just like oh I just happened to. I got this from Goodwill. That's what's up. Yeah. But if you compliment me on I I work on myself a lot. I work on myself a lot. I work really, really consciously and really hard to be a good person. And I, and I try to be thoughtful. I try to be considerate. I try to, so it's like, if I get confidence on that, it's like, I don't know, it does so much more for me because one, it makes me feel good that somebody's seeing that. Right. And two, it just makes, it motivates me to, that that's not, it's not in vain. It's the affirmation. I That's my love language. My love language is word of affirmation. It's number one. Mm. Okay. I need to hear it. I always need to hear it. All right. So speaking of compliments, we were talking about this the other day, but uh, remember we was with uh, our friend Trenard or whatever, and we were talking about how dudes don't really compliment each other the way that guy or, or the way that girls like to compliment each other. Actually, what we were talking about is if men see another man and walk into the room and say, "Damn, that's a good looking guy." Yeah, no. And and everyone, I, I just wanna, no. I'm sorry, I had to just say this for, for the podcast. From a man's thing. perspective. Everyone in the room, because we was in a room about four guys, <laughs> everyone in the room was saying they will not do that because it'll make them feel like, it, you know, pointing out how attractive another man is, is trying to perceive him the same way women perceive him, which makes you insecure. And I thought that was really interesting because they were all trying to say, like, I don't care what the bitches think about him. If I'm, why am I looking at him like that when, you know, the bitches, da, 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 da. it was all about women. And for right. us with women, when we see a woman and we say, damn, she beautiful. First thing we're not thinking is, damn, she know she could take my man. All I'm thinking is she looks great. I love those pants. I True. love those shoes. I love the hair. Damn, her ass is fat. Love that for her. Mm-hmm. That's that. It has no... No, no niggas attached to yeah, it. Yeah, it has it. It's a different social sentiment for dudes. I feel like because, like, they like said, you said, only they can compliment each other on his clothes. Outfits. Yeah, that's it. That's really <laughs> that's so weird. That's really. Or if you're like good at a sport, you like, damn, bro, you nice at basketball. Cool. So that's if a, a nigga compliment. walk up to you and say, "Damn, that cut looking good on you," you gonna think he gay? Um. <laughs> I don't think I would think he was gay, but it would low key catch me off guard. Would you? Would you? Would you ponder if he was gay? Would you ponder why he said that? Yes. Oh. <laughs> and that's only because. Okay. What if a nigga it, say? It also depends on the damn, situation. Damn, your arms getting. He, okay, hold on. Fuck, fuck a random guy. If 
You what and Angelo were working say, out, and Angelo say, "Damn, your arm is getting big. You're looking kind of diesel, bro." Okay. That gay? Mm, no. Are you gonna consider if that was weird? No. You just taking that. Well, as a okay. That's that's another thing, though. Like I said, it does depend on the context of the situation, and if we are at the gym, that is appropriate. Okay. For you to be like, "Yo, you take your gym off. work is paying off." Okay. That's what that means more. You here. You at the crib. You take your jacket off. Angela say, damn, your arm's looking kind of great. Bro. <laughs> I would be like, what are you on today, yo? <laughs> I would be like, bro, reel it in. Like, nigga. I'd be like, shut up, up bro. Really? No, I mean, it's not like that there it's are times when Autumn will put something say, on it, and I'll say, dang, Autumn. The booty could look kind of great. I'm liking yeah, how it's turning that's out. That's good for for girls, though. That's what I'm saying. Because, like, guys were very um, reserved when it comes to those kinds of, like, affectionate things, if you want to call it that. Like, those little anecdotes. Like, oh, you, you got a nice cut today. That's why you said, like, you will really only compliment somebody on your fit. But that just might be where I was kind of raised up also so do um, women so do around men, this area nobody really be saying shit like that it's right. not like it's terrible to say but it's just like off-putting i guess in a way so because men don't get compliments from men as much as women get from women do men want compliments more from women um getting complimented by a girl to me feels a whole lot better um but do y'all That's want just them because... more? Do y'all just, or like, I mean, do y'all want compliments? As I yeah, compliment. I mean, who doesn't want compliments? Like, that's something that anybody, I feel like, would like. You you want, that's just a nice thing to do. <laughs> like, and if you want to hear it from someone else, uh, especially like a girl, like, that makes it more uh, rewarding, I guess. Right. Because it's like. Oh, a girl is saying this about me. She probably be getting a lot of compliments herself or something. Right. Or and you wonder what. Whatever. And low key, I feel like I'd be kind of wanting to know stuff from a guy's perspective too, because I mean, no secret that I don't have a dad, and <laughs> I often oh wonder God. like things like, you know, I always wonder what the male perception of me is, and I always mm. have like as a kid because you know I always. I just like never had yeah, it. it's just true. There's the male gaze and the female gaze, so like, the way that we look at things is obviously going to be different. Well, let's just end the podcast on this thing. What do you think is the something you want to know the most from a male's perspective? Um, and I'll I'll try to think of something maybe from a girl's perspective. I'm curious about too. About myself or in general? Not you don't have to get super like. No, no, no I'm asking because I intimate. was about to get. Super. I mean, if you want to, that's fine with you. If you want to share that, um, I will say that because of social media, I get super insecure about my body. Like, just yeah. because if you go down the average man's timeline, it's ass, ass, hips, hips, titties, and that's, galore. That's just another and topic for another day. It just makes me kind of wonder, like. like you know, I'm pretty, when I work on myself, I look in the mirror, I'm like, okay. But then I go online and it kind of does the, it, like, oh, wow. It just kind of takes away from the feeling that I had previously looking in the mirror. Right. So I wonder, like, 
is I wonder if a man's perception of women, like in the real world, mm-hmm. is distorted. Just like ours is. Is distorted. Uh, distorted to be unrealistic as... like ours is. Oh yeah, I mean like unrealistic. Um, What do you mean by kind of distorted? I mean that it's hard for me to feel like attractive and stuff like that. Do you think? Do um, do, do you guys also look for women to be this extraordinarily amazing as we look as like a body type? Yes. Um. Personally, not me. Um, like obviously there's, if I'm out in public, say I just happen to see like a girl and she looks like beautiful to me, like, um, I'm not going to act like those features that pop out that would probably pop out to you don't pop out to me the same way. Like if she has like a nice body, then it's going to be like, damn, she got a nice ass body. Right. Um. I think with social media, like you said, yeah, we do, there's a lot of, like, fat asses or whatever on the internet and, like, slim-waisted girls or whatever right. that you would Perfect never really bitches. see in public. Um, but I don't think the average dude is look out there looking and judging each girl like, damn, why does she look that way? So do you... Oh, one more question, I'm sorry. No, yeah, keep going. Do you factor body and face together like if she Um, her body is (laughs) fantastic but her face is eh, or vice versa her body her face is beautiful but her body is eh. there goes the the kind of preference preferences type thing Mm -hmm. um i will i will say yeah me personally um if you have a great body, that's good. But if you don't have a face that I find attractive, then no, it won't ever be more than just something lustful for me. Oh yeah. You know what I but mean. But it could be the opposite. But if it's the opposite, like, does it? Is it the same? Um, if it's the opposite, then I would be willing to give it more of a chance. I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, what if her body isn't just blah, but it's bad? Like. Like, what do you mean bad? Like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like how bad? Like obese? Not or obese, like but just super like super skinny, anorexic. Like, like that's bad. Like she that's got, what I'm like she got the flattest ass, and the titties hang down to her belly button. Uh, then, then, but she has a really pretty face. She's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> See the I don't know about that because flat asses are interesting because I don't know if there really is. I mean a negative. Flat like that's just sucked in. Then I guess the nah. It's like, no chance either. Probably not. <laughs> I mean. So like I said, I don't it, know. I don't think it have that to ha- it has would to have sway equilibrium. Me. Equilibrium. Uh, <laughs> like it's funny you put me in this situation, but there. There are some proportions that are nice, like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm the type, I like slim, slim, thick, I guess, if, if you want to call it that. Like, that's nice for me. Um, 
I personally take into account like what I think I could handle. <laughs> like I'm weak. You know what I mean? So like, if she's too thick, you're like, I'm not even gonna try with that. Nah, not like that. But it would just be like that would be more of a challenge. And I I had to find <laughs> that out kind of the hard way um, when I was younger a little bit. When I was more out and about, like there was some girls who were thick, and then when she got on top of me, I'm like, damn. This shit kind of hurt right now, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. But then that's not going to stop me from trying to get where I was trying to go. Because that's just how horny people be. I'm not like that no more. But that's just how it was. At least you're honest. In the mindset, though. Um, But yeah, that's interesting to think. Um, Let me see if I have something that I can leave off asking you. Okay. Um... I don't know, like, from a girl's perspective, what do you think is something that can make a dude, like, stand out the most to you in, like, this kind of, I guess, sea of attention that you guys always get? Um, sea of attention is absolutely not correct, and I think that's for, uh, just, just, just not for every girl, but I, I think that we the get average, bits, we get a lot of bits and pieces of attention a lot of men are scared nowadays okay well that's nowadays but you still get more attention than the average guy would get Absolutely. from other girls so like that's what i'm trying to think about like mm-hmm. because of um all the attention that you're kind of getting from all these other dudes just random ass guys on the internet or like you said even at gas stations it's fucking weird like people just pulling up like what do you expect is gonna happen after a gas station like what anyways right (laughs) but like yeah you get all that kind of attention does that um does that kind of make your your view of like approaching men like more like oh what is it it's another dude like why the fuck is he coming up talking to me again like that like how do you view that um from a girl's perspective like how do, do I you view like the, the, do the you gas like station? Or do you think it's annoying or it, what? It, it all depends Could on the approach. Okay, yeah. Um, first of all, I want to go on the record and say I'm married, so... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's messing with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, do not. Um, but when I, um, when I do get the, like, the people who walk up to me at the gas station, it does depend on the approach if I'm annoyed or not. Because, like, sometimes it's like... Um, excuse me, ma'am, like, excuse me, beautiful, like, that don't, that don't mess with me too much, like, especially what follows after that, because usually then it's like, oh, I just saw you over there, like, you can tell by the way a man talks if he do this all the time, mm. and that, that'd be what, that'd be what's annoying, okay, um, yeah. and, uh, or it was just like, how you doing? How you doing is how I know that. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm fucking with that. That that's the first thing that's gonna make me like. I'm actually not even gonna acknowledge what you're saying. I'm gonna ignore you. Okay, so do you think that there are some unique approaches that are like, like okay, like that like, stood out to me? Maybe I like, like the corny stuff. I like okay. when I like when you know the um the like oh um. I'm sorry. Can you help me figure something out? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to figure this out or like, like you know something dumb that helps that that you can get my number or something. Like I, yeah, I think yeah. those are. I like the corny things. Like it be, but I like when they're unique. Like I, I oh I've never seen that before, but it was funny and it worked. 
is you that know? like more of a um like a little like witty like you like yeah, I like it for it to be clever and witty, and I want you to kind of make me chuckle a little bit and be like, "Oh, you ugly," but that you know, points for effort. Like, uh huh, yeah. Um, I think what can make you stand out as a man in general, I guess you're talking about when you're approaching a woman online or you're approaching a woman in person. Uh, I guess it's kind of both. I guess because you could always approach a woman online and in person the same way, maybe. If you approach a woman online... Like, sliding into DMs, does it ever really work? I don't think... Sometimes, maybe. I will say there's only one time where someone, like, slid into my DMs and it actually led to me actually even, like, trying to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And um, he literally was just always watching my story, always paying attention, and he didn't even come in my DM on some, like, I'm trying to fuck with you... He came to my DM and he was just like, I really, really fuck with the stuff you post. I like I like your music choice. I like this. I like that. And uh, yeah. he literally was paying attention. And that was like, oh, shit. Like, See, this man been tuned in for a while. And he like <laughs> he likes. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm more. I, I like when someone values my personality because I think it's the best thing about me. So when he did that, I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, that was it for you. Yeah, you, yeah. You I like, got to know him a little bit, yeah, but then I, see you know, what the fuck's going I ghosted him though, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> damn. <laughs> R.I.P. to that man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do think going into someone's DMs like that isn't that bad, right? That's if a good idea. If you, if you really just, but if you just coming across a bitch and you like, ooh, I think I want to fuck with her. I think that the best thing would be to do the wait, listen, and watch. You know, pay attention. Actually, get to know this girl. Don't just slide in there because if you are literally looking on her page and you're like, "Oh, she cute. I want to fuck with her," you're not you're not approaching her for the right reasons. Yeah. If you do want to fuck, then hey, more power to you. And I just say that you make that pretty clear. You know, be straightforward sl- sl- about it. Yeah. Slide her DMs on some sexual shit so she know what the fuck she's up. And if she if she ignores you, she's not with it. Yeah. But don't come in here on some player stuff like you about to be in love with her and, and play with that girl. But if you really trying to mess with someone, you actually like put in the effort. You need to have some patience and do that shit right. Okay, that's fair. All right, I think that's a good a good point to leave off on. Make sure you guys write notes down if you're trying to find somebody. Just just put some effort in. It's it's nice to show effort. I know we in started anything, off talking about the afterlife, but we started off in and off with our love life, so. Well, that's what life is, I guess, <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, I'm Hazy J. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, don't play with yourself. Play with the room. Bye. <laughs>